everyone. I am your host, Gregory Hayes, coming to you with yet another episode in my series, Becoming a Single Mother. If you are a new listener, welcome to my podcast, and I hope you do enjoy. If you are a returning listener, thanks again for taking the time out to listen. Today's episode is entitled, Code Red. We've all had moments, I'm sure, where we felt something was wrong between ourselves and another person. Later, we may wonder why we didn't see the issue right away. The red flags may have been huge right in our face, yet we turned a blind eye. Why? As humans, we tend to assume that other people have our back and have our best interests at heart. Most people are not malicious or psychopathic. In other words, there is a great percentage of people who probably do care about others around them and favor healthy relationships. It makes perfect sense to assume the best when you meet a new person, right? Having said this, there are many red flags that I wish I'd known before getting myself into the situation. If only someone had prepared a manual for life that guides you on what to look for and how to avoid having your heart broken and soul crushed. Or wouldn't it have been nice if persons had a caution sign on their foreheads to alert us that we should turn away from them? If you had that caution, perhaps you would have gone in a different direction. I know I would have. All I am trying to say to you, my listeners, whether you are a male or female, trust your gut. If something feels off in a relationship, friendship, situationship, or whatever it may be, whether it's a short-term encounter or a long-term thing, it's worth looking for red flags, identifying them, and trusting your gut. Knowing what these red flags are will prepare you for when someone tries to sideswipe or manipulate you. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Sometime in May of 2017, I had stopped talking to my baby's father for a while. And in part two, I went into some deep details on our previous encounter, which is why I was so confused on why he was calling my phone. So I ignored his call and texted him asking him what he wanted. He responded saying that he knows we didn't end on the right note during our previous encounter. And in my head, I'm like, duh. Okay, what are you trying to say? And he went on to say how he wanted to make it up to me by taking me to my doctor's appointment and that he would pay for everything. So I'm like, oh, okay. So at this point, I was still looking for a primary doctor with whom I could be consistent and who would deliver my baby. So I find it very coincidental that, you know, this is happening at the same time. I'm like, oh my God, I'm between which, which, um, decision should I, you know, what should I decide? Because I'm like, why is he coming back into my life at such a time as this? But anyway, so I told him all of this that I was in the process of looking for a primary doctor. He responded saying that there was such a doctor near my area and all that good stuff, stuff that I wanted to hear. I fell for it again and I agreed. I really didn't know why I let him back into my life, but I did. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please do not make the same mistakes I did. After you have seen someone's true colors more than once, let that be a sign for you or let that be your red flag to get out and never look back. I know it's easier said than done, trust me. Nevertheless, I accepted his offer. Thinking that at this time he was, you know, being generous and wanted to really fix things between us and stop up his maturity. So I'm a person that asks a lot of questions. Therefore, I went on to ask him the name of the doctor and other details concerning this doctor's office for my own peace of mind, especially given the circumstances. So for some odd reason, he kept dodging my questions and was extremely hesitant. And I'm like, now why would you do this? If I'm trying to ask some important questions and you know details, why are you dodging questions and asking? So, you know, I'm like, for a slight second, I thought he was, you know, just trying to do something surprising or corny. Then I recalled the kind of person he had already shown me prior to this day. I didn't trust him. And of course, I certainly had good reasons to distrust him. Therefore, I began to think that maybe this is just a setup. I went back and forth with him just to retrieve the name and details of this so-called office. And he finally gave it to me. I immediately Googled the name. What I saw next was so painfully and horrifically disturbing that I hated him instantly. Trust me when I tell you that I wanted to do something evil to him. I took this as God's final warning, which is why this is the most significant red flag of them all. To run, not walk, but run fast from this young man. Like I said, I googled the doctor's name and the office. It was indeed a doctor's office, but it was also an abortion clinic. I was in so much shock that I went blank. Like, I totally lost my trend of thought. I screenshot the information I forwarded to him, asking him if he was serious. Incredulously, he asked what happened. How insane is this? Like, why would I have to explain how vile his deceptive suggestion was? His violation of me and my dignity made me go off instantly. So I said goodbye to him and instantly... I immediately blocked him. My entire mood shifted from trying to be content, then anger, then depressed really fast. So later that night, I went into a full state of depression. I began drinking and I started working out excessively. I felt like neither me nor my unborn child was worth much. Neither of us were of any value to this young man. Furthermore, I thought God had hated me because I just couldn't get a break of all the hell that I have been going through. I got so depressed that I started to pray every day for a miscarriage to take place, whether it had been from me stressing, drinking, or vigorously working out. I cried every single night questioning God as to why I must go through hell, why he is out there, happy and living his life. Why would he be so evil enough to leave me with such a big responsibility on my own. I never imagined that I would be in such a dark place at that point in my life. Then boom, 
a light bulb came on in my head reminding me of why I am going through this situation. It is because I did not seek God first and I set aside God's will and way. I made my life about me thinking that I could do everything on my own without God's help. So the next Sunday I went to church near the area I was staying at that time. And at the ending of the, you know, the sermon, you know, they do the altar call. And during the altar call, I went up without hesitation. And I'm a person, I don't like crowds. So for me to just walk up there, from he called the altar call, I walked up there with no one walking with me. I walked by myself. So, you know, I was at my breaking point where I was so done with doing things my way and so ready to surrender to God. That decision transformed me. I felt very good within myself. I joined church groups. And I went to classes for new members and people who got saved. I understood that once I made this change in my life, the enemy would soon show up and I would be tested. A few weeks later, I got a revelation from when I was trying to do everything possible to have a miscarriage and it goes something like this. The prophet Jeremiah in chapter 29 verse 11 came to mind. And it reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then it goes on to say, You will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I found the word of God and God's message to Jeremiah to be very powerful because as I sit and ponder on what has been happening in my life regarding my pregnancy, I thought to myself that this must be all a part of God's plan. Even though I went through what I considered to be the worst, God reassured me that he had purpose for my life and that I had to go through that what I went through for him to get my undivided attention. What also came to mind was the way I tried to kill what God wanted alive by using different remedies and praying to lose what God predestined to be here. In this episode, things have pretty much died down after what previously happened. I moved on with my life and decided that this is all a part of God's plan and will for my life. Also, I had to forgive him and let go of the situation because it would have really crippled me in my life if I had held on to it with a grudge in my heart. I realized that the moment I began to hate him was the moment I knew that I would no longer be able to function for myself or my child so letting go was my best option. I made a commitment to myself to stop giving him so much of my energy, time, thoughts and my life. I kept telling myself that I had to let this go for good and start focusing on me and my child's well-being and what was I going to do about things moving forward. I will elaborate more on my journey on how I learned to forgive after I've been hurt multiple times by him in my next episode. In closing, stay tuned for part four titled, Why Me? And remember that God's path is not an easy one And there will be trials, tribulations, and testing. Most likely, knowingly or unknowingly, we will end up sitting against the Lord. However, at the end of it all, if we seek God's guidance in all our ways, 
and repent with all our hearts, we will definitely emerge as refined, disciplined, and undefeated winners with a hopeful and prosperous future. Be blessed.